Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. Jesus, mighty. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two verse four. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two. We want to X-ray something. The subject of wisdom is what has disturbed me for many years. When I mean many years, many many years. In fact. Um, as a as a person, not on ministry or the demands of life and all that, I think I've personally sought wisdom more than anything, but not the way people normally seek for wisdom. Many years ago, before my biological father died, you know he. He sent me to go and do something. You know what he told me. And you know how older people they're not they're not easily impressed. So but he said something. But sometimes they will come and say something and you you even be surprised. How did they know these things about you? And they have not said it before at least so that he can encourage. <laughs> he sent me to do something and on the face of everything that he would have said is the requirement for me to be able to execute this assignment he made an utterance he said you are wise you know what to do what I'm talking about is more than 10 years many 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 years you are wise you know what to do I looked at myself I have never seen myself as somebody that is wise. I don't know why. Never seen myself. Hmm? Do I look, do I appear to you as wise, OJB? <laughs> okay. So I want to show you my own secret. Because if you look at yourself and you cannot, that is one of the proof that the wisdom you stumbled upon is from heaven. If you cannot trace it to your natural ability. Hello? If you can still trace it to your natural ability, then your confidence will be in it. Are you getting what I'm saying now? But if you depend on God, and many times the things that manifested in your life, you cannot trace it to any kind of mental prowess. It is just that you are working with God and by obedience to the instructions that he gave certain things began to manifest in your life that people will be pointing out and saying you are wise you too you will be learning from what they are saying hello your life at that point will become a a theater in which god is revealing deep and mighty things just follow me now so several things will happen and after some time you will notice that people will start coming around you to see if they can learn that thing because anytime, anytime wisdom appears on the scene, 
people that are in pursuit of purpose will appear so that they can glean from wisdom. There is something that they have found beneath that has an answer. Has an answer to the predicaments that they have. Sometimes knowledge is not a problem. So since that day, I began to pray because I did not see myself as one. The most, one of the most personal prayer I prayed for myself is that. In fact, one of the things I have set out to seek is one particular critical period of my life. God called me and said that in this matter, that what your people lack is wisdom. Will you seek it? I told him, but there are wise people everywhere. He did not tell me anything again. <laughs> well, I cannot say I have stumbled on the wisdom. Just that I noticed that what used to stop my people is not stopping me again. What do you think? Hmm? I'm not saying it has come, but you cannot say that wisdom has come if there is no solution. You have not been able to, <laughs> you have not been able to break out of what. So as you journey in the matter of wisdom, one of the things you will find out is that there are several things that it is wise for you to possess. Let's assume you are wise, you will do it. Let's assume you are wise, you will possess it. Let's assume you are wise, you will live that way. Example, self me power. In the bid to make a case for power in the book of 2 Corinthians from verse 1, fundamentally that scripture, that part of the scripture is a treatise on wisdom. But before Paul will start, he has to give a disclaimer so that you understand his kind of communication. Doc, are you not Doc? All those big, big things they are telling you people, is this, this, this small one? Compared to the big things they teach in medical school, this my small teaching, is he anything? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> so I believe the knowledge in medical school is, is much. What we are saying here are simple things that can be interacted with. Dr. Sam, you cannot, you cannot but know that this is little compared to it. The only challenge is that what we communicate is spiritual knowledge. And the, the thing about spiritual knowledge is that it defeats you in the natural. <laughs> That's the challenge. It defeats you in the natural. You can only interface and interact with him beyond this natural realm. And that is the challenge with this contemporary modern age. They think that understanding scripture is the comprehension with their mind. And several times when some of us teach like this, they say, say things that are easy. They are saying, say things that their mind only can pick. Now, it's not as if your mind is totally out of the game, but the mind has to operate at the frequency of the spirit. It is like a a combined oppression. If your mind is less than the energy of the spirit, you will most likely struggle. And unfortunately, if you want to operate at the realm of God, huh, that means the mind has to catch up with the spirit. It is not If the spirit descends from his height, it means that we have started touching the low things of the earth. Are you seeing it now? <laughs> 
It's not as if the mind is bad, but it has to. It has to catch up with the spirit. It has to what? Catch up with the spirit. If you draw down the spirit, if you pull down the spirit to the level of the mind, there will be several things that you will not be able to you will not be able to touch in, in the sense that God has meant it to be in the spirit. You will not be able to touch it. So this is what I noticed that from this scripture that Paul is trying to make a treatise, he's trying to make a case for wisdom. So after me, wisdom. wisdom. So if you want to title this my treatise, I don't know, I'm supposed to finish it this evening, but if I don't, we'll try one more time tomorrow. So I titled it, but we speak wisdom. It's just from one of the verses there. What's the topic? But we speak wisdom. Let's say it again. Let's say the let's say the topic again. Let's start from verse one, just to prove my point. That Paul was attempting to bring us to the the environment of wisdom. But it has to start in a particular way. Because he noticed that there is a fault line in the administration of what he said. He had an audience that gave themselves. In fact, if you go to the chapter before this, you know it, right? Let me show you the chapter before this. I want to show you something. Sorry that I'm going back instead of going forward. <laughs> Amen. I apologize that I'm going back instead of going forward. But sometimes to move forward where you need to walk, go backward. Let's see. Let's see chapter 1. Let's start from verse 17. I think this is even where it properly starts. Say three ties on wisdom. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not the wisdom of words, but lest the cross of Christ should be made of what? Are you following? Follow, 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 follow. This man is making a case for wisdom, but he placed a lot of disclaimers that by the time he's true, only a very handful of people can lay claim to being wise. Are you with me? If you me, say amen. So follow me in the next 10 minutes. You join me here. This man is trying to make a case for wisdom. He's trying to push every man to this matter of wisdom. He's trying to raise, it's like a revolution on wisdom. It's like a revival of wisdom. But for him to be able to achieve that, he has to make a lot of disclaimers. He placed a lot of pillars. He placed a lot of, a lot of um, disclaimers in such a way that by the time you are through with reading it, you know the way that you open a, an app, they tell you accept, and you, they say policy document. Policy what? Document. And they say you can either read it or accept. And as is the case with many of us, what did we do? We accepted. And that's why Facebook is listening to what you are saying. If you keep your phone on, let's, your, once your data is on, you are telling somebody, I want to buy wig. Go online and see wig. Why? Somewhere in that app, you gave them permission to listen to you. Oh, are you just being aware? Uh, the tech people are aware that that's what happens. Somewhere, in, as long as your data is on. Sometimes, if I don't even know whether they can do it without data set. 
So, follow me now. So, that thing that is written there are what should have guided our approach to what is inside. Unfortunately, once people hear wisdom, they click accept. They just want to enter into wisdom. But the wisdom of God, of which our labors from tonight, our labors as believers, our labors in pursuing the eternal, the manifestation of, manifestation of the eternal purposes of God, that kind of wisdom, that is our labors. The wisdom that the scripture spoke about in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. When he called upon the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. That kind of wisdom that builds into us the capacities of God that he takes to execute on behalf of God. That kind of wisdom. Ah. That kind of wisdom has many pillars that it is standing upon. That kind of wisdom has a lot of principles that you should not overlook. That kind of wisdom has no grading with anything you think that wisdom is. Remember that part of the reason why it is important for Paul to make these disclaimers is that he is speaking to a group of people that is vast in knowledge. Just imagine, sometimes, some people, once I start teaching, once I quote scripture or say one thing, they will try to preempt what I want to say. The world is very knowledgeable, yet they are not coming closer to God. That's what I'm trying to show you here. Are you following me? You are not. Let me try again. God considers that what is wisdom is what should have drawn you to him. God considers that what is wisdom is what should have produced a manifestation of his purpose in your life. What is wisdom is what should have conquered Satan. What is wisdom is what should have set you on his pedestal. Like where God is standing on every matter is where you are standing. That what is wisdom, the wisdom of God, is being able to stay there, obtain the same portion that God obtains. Hmm? It's like God is standing on the other side. It's not like that, but for the sake of emphasis. God is standing on, there is a wall here. Let's assume there is a wall here. And that wall is the bridge between time and eternity. Let's assume that God is standing on the other side. Hmm? Come, come. Remind me your name again. Prince. Prince, come. Let me use you as an example. Stand here. Who will I use again? Who will I use? Who will I use? Green. Green, come. The way you are looking at me, do you want me to use you? Come, let's do this. Can you see this guy here? Let's assume that this guy is the wall between this is time. This is eternity. Hmm? Okay, stand like this. Okay, I need three guys more. Come and stand. Come and stand. Can you see what I'm showing you now? Pay attention. I'm trying to show you fundamentally what is wisdom by God. Hmm? 
Stand here. Beside you. Stand here beside you. So, this is the world, the marketing time and eternity. Vivian. Hmm? Can you follow? Can you hear me now? Come and stand. Can you see this guy? He is just prince. Oh. But let's assume he is representing God or the things of God for eternity. Can you see him now? Okay. Remember that there are three dotted portals. Am I correct? Can you see the three dotted portals? So this is God. Choose one of these three places and stand behind. Huh? You coming. Do you know what is wisdom here? Huh? Simply standing just exactly in time where God is standing in eternity. So you are standing where God has obtained for himself. This is the ground that God has obtained to walk only. If you shift here and you are walking hard, walking hard. Are you following me? If you are here, you are walking hard, walking hard. Show me things hidden. You are The labor of a fool is what this thing is. Because God is not impressed by simply the fact that we exerted ourselves. He is impressed that we exerted ourselves according to his own dictates. According to the place he has obtained. That this is where he wants to work. Let's assume you are here. This God, he is in line. Am I correct? I am moved. And this guy is still here laboring. Is there still wisdom available? Pray for 30 seconds. Say, God, move me. Or I'm not sure I'm in the right location. I'm not sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> if you like, don't be serious. This is how things happen. Part of the absence of wisdom is that when they call prayers like this, you, you take it for granted. Meanwhile, it's coming for you. Fifteen more seconds. In Jesus' mighty name. Like this, you don't know anything in this life. Can you see what is happening? This is what I found out with my life. And I searched it in the scripture. Some of you have found it out. You like this, you don't know anything. Hmm? But all you do is if God is standing here, you what? Stand here. Or you move. Move with him. Move with him. Are you seeing it? Foolishly. They are even asking you, what are you doing? You can't even explain it. Has it not happened to you? You can't even explain anything. Just that you are seeing grace and you are seeing impact and you are seeing proof. So when you they call you to the they call you to the table of inquiry and ask you explain these things, you can explain the much you can. 
But there is a place you will get to the perplexity of things coming from eternity. We invade you. You know what is perplexity? All of you can sit down. You know what is perplexity? Paul was saying, show me that scripture. Cast down, but not, oh God. Second Corinthians 4. Show us Second Corinthians chapter 4. I just want to explain it quickly. Verse what? Verse 8. Good. Show us verse 8. Good, good, good. Can you see it? The scripture said, we are troubled on every side, yet not what? This. You need to know who is speaking here. Who is speaking? <laughs> Number 2, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Let's read at least one more to give. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not what? Destroyed. Is pap is this thing now is being perplexed. How do you explain, except by a superior wisdom, that a man that is cast down is not finished? That it is actually that time that is actually lifted. How do you explain? Is he not are you not perplexed? Now, you might say, I'm not perplexed. You are trying to grab it with your mind. That's the problem. This kind of education is not grabbed with the mind because this wisdom is not stumbled upon just by research. This is not the wisdom of research. It is the wisdom that is accumulated by progress in Christ such that you see yourself living out something, not because you just decided to live out, but because Jesus, the ministration of Christ in you makes you to act in several kinds of ways that his cumulated effect as viewed from God can be called wisdom. Meanwhile, for you, you are just trying to live out something that is a byproduct of what you got from fellowship. You fellowshiped with God. He led you to do something. He pressed somebody in you, some graces. You followed some line only to notice after some time because it takes a while. If you are perplexed, I will still tell you a little what perplexed being perplexed me. If you are perplexed, it doesn't last for too long. Let's assume there is a state of you in your walk with God and there are things that is happening in your life. You cannot really grab fully the import of what God is doing. Is it not true? Has it not happened to you? You know that something heavy is happening. You know that something is cooking, but you have not fully grabbed it. You know that that Perplexion will not continue that way. Your incapacity to grab the enormity. I said the incapacity. Say after me, incapacity. To grab the enormity and the dimensions of what God is doing will not continue to be in the same measure. As you continue to pursue God and explore spiritual things, you will notice in a particular matter, your perplexity will keep going down, keep going down. It might also be in another matter, but that particular matter, it can come to a point where your perplexity has reduced to 30%. Sometimes, once it crosses 50%, you will notice that you will start using certain words. You will start noticing that even though you have not seen the full import of the things you are doing, that there is a conviction that is built into you because your perplexity has been cleared. The enormity of what is happening around you that made you to be, you are 
caught into this thing, but you can't totally pick what is happening. Yet you know it is by annoying. Sometimes you don't even know. You just found yourself in it and you kept doing it and you are perplexed. How can I be praying more and it seems as if things are getting harder for me? Are you not perplexed? It's a mystery. How can God tell me that this year I'm going to lift you up? And what I noticed is that all troubles came. And what it means to lift me up is that I now found myself doing nothing at Newt. Is that how to lift people up? Is that how to lift people up? So, but if you keep pursuing that path, pursuing that path, you notice, pursuing that path, your your inability to grasp the enormity and dimensions of what God wanted to do when you finish your service, though you have an inkling. Is it not true? You notice that three years after, that your perplexity in the matter has reduced by the measure of spirit education that you have encountered. It has not finished. In a measure, you are still perplexed by what exactly is God trying to work out. But not as much as you were before. Is it not true? Because the continuous measure of impute from Christ is educating you. You are doing some things and you have seen signs abundant. And conviction is built in you in that matter. It can be in several matters. I'm trying to explain perplexity. Are you getting the point? Show, show me, show me perplexity. Eight. Hello. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. You are troubled, yet not distressed. <laughs> we are perplexed, but not what? In despair. Like there are several contradictions around our life. But that is not enough reason for us to despair. In that kind of situation, Antonia, for you not to despair, you have to seek a wisdom. I want to show you something. It is important you stumble upon this wisdom because your collaboration is needed so that first, the purposes of God which is being worked out in a mystery, as I will show you a few, can prosper. And then, the total defeat of Satan that is encoded in the manifestation, if wisdom manifests properly, you will see that Satan will be defeated. But not any kind of wisdom. The wisdom that we want to speak about now. So after me, we speak wisdom. Show me back my first Corinthians from chapter 1, from verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. So this man is already making a disclaimer, as I was saying previously, that he was speaking to a knowledgeable age. In fact, the privilege of being a Jew and being sent to the Greek and the Gentiles gave him a singular opportunity to understand the pursuit of that, this set of people. The ultimate pursuit of this set of people, he understood. He understood what they will level into and they will say, yeah, we have gotten it in life. What you will have and they say, we have gotten it. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's, he's a Yoruba guy and he now, he's now a professor at the age of 42. Won't you like it? It will be the wisdom that men from your natural lineage is pursuing. 
when the person has pursued and gotten to that part of being a professor by 45 years old, he suddenly noticed. Suddenly noticed that his first child is becoming mad, that him too cannot account for his finances, that he's still pursuing ladies. You see, something is making... You see? Are you seeing where we are going now? Paul said, we are not pursuing that kind of wisdom, lest the cross be made ineffective. Hmm? The things that we can calibrate with our human mind, that we can pursue with our human mind. That's not what, that's not, we now come inside the kingdom and start talking the same things that they speak about in the world. He's trying to tell you that in the kingdom, what wisdom means is entirely different from what it means in the world. That a man comes into the kingdom, he has to experience the cross, as I keep saying. There has to be a recalibration. Many things that you know, we have to die. Whatever you thought that wisdom is, the wisdom that you ever learned from the world is they are not in the same plane. I'm not saying the wisdom of God is higher. That's not what I'm here to preach. I'm not here to tell you that the wisdom of God is higher than the wisdom of the world. Is higher than, I'm trying to tell you that there is no platform for com comparison because two of them dwell in totally different world. And your advantage Paul is trying to say that if we go back to the other place, that we lost our advantage. Unfortunately, the natural man and the natural mind has a tendency of trying to pursue things naturally. He tries to grab things. He tries to possess things. He tries to base his life, purposes, and pursuit of God on the things that he can gather from his environment and from his books. So if there are things about you that you are doing that your parents cannot explain, if there are things we are doing that men cannot explain by their sight, they throw it away. Are you seeing it now? It has to line up. Paul said, if we follow that path, we are about to make the cross of non-effect. Is wisdom. That, that thing now that is spoken is wisdom. He said, this man says something sensible. But in context with your destiny, once you follow that line of wisdom or cancer, that's the end of what God wants to do in your life. But it's, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. <laughs> it can manifest in many ways. Let me give you a little example before I go, before I move forward. God calls somebody to full-time ministry. Now, the people that are called to full-time ministry. He now came and met you. You, you are an elder in ministry. And asked you, what should he do? Look at what he's feeling. He's just finished school and all that. And he's even planning on getting married. But as he's planning to work, he noticed that God is putting, he felt it strong that God wants him to do this thing. I'm not talking about people that are lazy. I'm talking about people that even want to work, that are even working, that God is. Are you following me now? Now you look at it and cancel him that it is not safe for you to leave your work now. That what you do, you'll be working and be doing this. Be working in a bank or you're working in a... Which place can consume your time again? Which kind of work can consume your time? It depends on the oil company. Let's assume you are in an oil rig. That one, they, you travel miles into the water and stay there for one month. Are you following me? 
if you have a job that will pay you 100,000 and give you more time and pay you 300,000 and give you no time, which one will you choose? It, you will choose based on the wisdom of God. Now, this kind of wisdom now is not because you know something. It's because something has been built in you. You are acting because the cross has worked in you in such a way that you can only choose this thing. You are not wise. You, are, you didn't say, I'm wise, I chose this. No, you are being discipled by Christ. And because of that, you can only act in this way. You put Christ first. After five years, the cumulative effect of putting Christ first is that people will look at you and say, is this guy that was wise? Are you following me now? Now, when you are now working in an oiri, the money is coming. After ten years, five years, self, depends on the world. You will be looking at people that would have started with you ten years later. And they are now serving God. I'm not talking about money. You will see God using the mighty. Another one. Now you will watch and see, ah, this is what God would have used me to do. But time has gone. That cancer, is it a bad cancer? It's about where it's coming from. Paul is saying, if you remove the cross from it, it is no more useful. When Jesus was about to die, what was the cancer that Peter gave him? What was the cancer? Say you will not die. Is he a bad cancer? Is he a bad cancer? No, <laughs> Meanwhile, his greatness is in that dying. If it is not that the Christ himself is the embodiment of wisdom and fellowships with wisdom that is beyond the measure of this world, he would have submitted to that best cancer. That is the best counsel you can receive at that moment. If you are the one, would you receive it? They are about to kill you. You are about to die. And some people are willing to save you. They say, you, are, you won't die. In fact, we will we'll stay in front of you and die on your behalf. But we need to save you. Meanwhile, you, 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 you are the one that is supposed to die, not another person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you sure you people will accept my teaching? Let me try. Let me see next verse. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. What? Foolishness. That means the preaching of the cross is actually the ultimate wisdom. Hello? What's the ultimate wisdom? What's the ultimate wisdom? What's the ultimate power? You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. What's the ultimate wisdom? What's the ultimate power? Yes. Because it is in the cross of Christ that the greatest power was displayed ever. And since that time we have not heard it. We have not seen it again. What we live today in the name of Jesus is, is um, the appropriation of what the cross obtained. The greatest time wisdom was manifested is on the cross. In fact, my journey here is to reveal to you what the cross can make out of your life. When Satan thought he has defeated you, do you know if you submit to the cross and the cross decided that what he wants to use to work on your life this period is fasting. Hello? If the cross decided to use fasting to work on your life this period, when he's working on your life, you'll be becoming weak physically. But your inside, you are becoming stronger. Meanwhile, the man that God wants to build is the man that has the tensile capacity to resist the pressure of ministry. 
So whilst God is building that, you will look on the outside and there will be no commensurate manifestation or result to attribute to the measure of fasting you are fasting. Huh? Yes, the measure of fasting, there is nothing. You don't know that his wisdom is already at work. And wisdom has calibrated what he needs for you to survive. Any small thing you fall. Any small thing you fall. Any small thing you fall. And it's not as if you want to fall. But the scripture said, if a man fails in the day of adversity, what's his problem? It's not his decision is wrong. It's not his decision is wrong. What's his problem? Have you ever been in a position where you know something is wrong and you can't say no? Your problem is strength. The day the cross wants to walk, it, will, it can take anything. Sometimes it takes fasting and weakens you in the flesh so that you can be strong in the spirit. Huh? It weakens you. So, Paul said, is, we are perplexed. How can it be that what it takes to teach me to handle wealth in the future is not to give me money now? How does he relate? Hmm? The best that God has done for you is to provide your need. Any day you wake up and say, I'm going to make 20 million this year, you will notice that things are, there is a perplexion you need to come into the comprehension yet. The cross has not given you wisdom. Lift up your hand. Say, Oh God, oh God. by your mercy, by your give me wisdom by the cross. Well, <laughs> sometimes I pray that God will not answer it because if He answers it, you might not like it. But the end product. We dumbfound everybody. The end product is, is unimaginable. Are you following me now? If you have me so far, say amen. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. What? Foolishness. That's why sometimes, that most times, have you noticed that argument lacks the ability to win on believers to Christ? It is in very rare cases that argument can win them. Because they don't understand what you are saying. <laughs> they don't understand what you are saying. Several parts that the fathers took, the fathers of the gospel, to arrive to where they are, it was a part of foolishness. Or is it not foolishness? They were telling me a story. They said, a man that should have been second in command to the throne. I mean, once the, the main man in the throne. You know, if you come in a setting, there are ranks. After, when they divide portions, once the king takes, that man should be the next to take. That man started following Jesus. And because of that, he could no more enter inside the place where they divide the lot. He chose Jesus. He chose Jesus. Couldn't enter off on there. They know he's the other boy. He couldn't enter off. That's the story they told me about my grandfather. Look at me here now. It's after me wisdom. How do you create a, that kind of lineage? It was when he searched for son he couldn't get. He said, Lord, if you give me one son, he will serve you. My father appeared. And then I appeared. And then my son is there. There is this gospel can't live. We are six. All of us are on fire. 
It's not home training. It's not home training. It's priesthood. When that man stepped out of his natural inheritance, is it not foolishness? But the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But when you start seeing what... Brother, for you to build real heritage in the spirit, it will take long and it will take a lot of sacrifice. That's why if you want to pursue God, start early, start on time. Start when you are young, start in your youth. So that by the time you are 50 years old, 60, 70, you have piled up heritage. It's not just a man about the chronological years. It's about what happened in it. Subsequent generation can leverage on what you have with God. Things can change in the territory because when those things are happening to you, sometimes it can be that God is just looking for a man that can stand in the camp. And all the tests that it takes for you to be the qualified man is what you are passing through and you call it challenges. It's not challenges. It's a test. When the scripture spoke in the book of Revelation chapter 5, he said that Jesus, he is worthy. Big dot. He said what? He is worthy. He didn't say he is lucky. In this kingdom, we don't depend on luck. We run by grace. Grace is not grace is not lucky. In this kingdom, grace is the resource that God administers to you to labor. If God sets something before you, he gives you grace. So there is nothing that I cannot. So what people think grace is, is their, the definition of their laziness and idleness. The definition of their inability to pursue things. So when they look at it, they say, say ah, no, nobody can do this. It's only by grace that we are surviving. It's only by grace that we What do you actually mean? Are you defending laziness? Are you defending your weakness? Is it not that grace came to conquer that weakness? Is it not that grace came to give you victory? Is it not that grace came to stand your feet on a rock? Is it not that grace came to make you overcome what nobody has been able to do in your lineage? Now that grace is available. Is it not for you to labor, labor and set a track in the spirit that men can look and they will be encouraged. When they see your fire burning on the mountains, they can journey there. It's easy to run to the mountains. Even though journey to the mountains is hard. But when you see a bonfire on the mountain, you will know that somebody is living there. Is it not true? If somebody is living on this mountain, though it's far, though it's hard, then I can journey there. He's a man like me. Just like they spoke about Elijah. They said Elijah is a man of like passions. But he prayed earnestly. No, no, show me, show me first. Watch. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish what foolishness, but unto us. Say after me, unto us. Unto us. <laughs> Are you in the us? Don't quickly count yourself in. Unto us. Which are saved. It is what? The power of God. I'm coming. Next verse. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. God, <laughs> you don't know God. God has said, I have an assignment. You know my assignment? To defeat all those wisdom that you got from darkness and settlement. Even the good ones, the wisdom that the word gave you. 
You see, the things that you would have subscribed to him in the days that God led you out, you were sustained by the wisdom you gleaned from the altar in heaven. But the day came, you felt that God was not wise enough to lead you through this path. So you subscribe to the wisdom of the world, which in first level can be correct. But just because it is not coming from God, he decided to defeat it. God said, I am in war. <laughs> he said, I have decided. He said, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. God said they are wise. Their wisdom, I will destroy it. When my father died, everybody disappeared. In fact, this is not the first time. Many, many times. Many, all kinds of things have happened. All my life, because of the kind of background we have, people look down on us. It's not just look down on us. If it's looked down, then it will be a matter of they look at us and decide that from these ones, nothing good can come out of it. So sometimes, even when we receive something from people, they, they are, you know when somebody is just giving you, you ask somebody, you just say, let me give him, what will he do with it? It doesn't mean anything in his hand. You know that kind of thing. Both spiritual, in every aspect, it doesn't mean anything. What can he make out of it? Hmm? Let him be praying. Now, what can he make out of it? I took the prayer. I took the prayer. Prayed it for 15 years. And we are here. Prayed it for 15 years. I speak to you from scripture, but I speak to you from the scars that I have. I speak to you from the tears in my spirit. You might not see water in my eyes, but I'm a weeping prophet. <laughs> there are six, I think three or four reasons why I am speaking this way. Because by the time we get to chapter 2, the scripture said, we speak this wisdom amongst them that are what? Matured. It's a deliberate effort to exclude a certain kind of people that is in the congregation from accessing this kind of utterance. We speak. So them that are at, that decided to camp, camp at babyhood and camp at carnality, they will not be able to access the utterance of wisdom that is speaking from heaven. Because when he speaks, there is nothing that is calibrated within your inner man to to interface with that. It defeats every single plan that you have. Meanwhile, that is actually wisdom according to the heavens. I found myself somewhere in the north and one of the elders from the village called me. I've said it here before. You know what he said? Are you an Igbo man? Where are you from? One of the elders called me and said, so this is the wisdom. This is the wisdom of the elders. That if I don't take care and come back, and that I will be that I'm lost. That I am lost. Is remove this one. They don't count. They don't count me. In. That's exactly what it takes for God to find me. That kind of rejection. Don't be afraid of rejection. Is it a bad thing? You don't know wisdom. 
If you know wisdom, you will know that rejection is a means for God to lift you and find you. God's heart is permanently attached to the people that are oppressed and brought down. He is looking for them to lift them up. Are you getting the point? He is trying to qualify you by those things. But you don't know wisdom. We speak wisdom. Amongst them. So if the cross has worked, you will naturally position yourself in such a way that you will be able to receive those things. It is not because you are in search of wisdom. It is simply because the cross has worked and you are able to receive that. Not knowing that what you are receiving is actually what it takes to qualify you for authority. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Let me try two more times. And we bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Next verse. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish? What? The wisdom of those world. Next verse. For after that in the wisdom of the of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. That's God's anger. What's God's anger? For after that, in the wisdom of, of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. He, he's trying to say, by the calibration, if the wisdom of God should judge the wisdom of the world. The, he's trying to say here that the wisdom of God judged the wisdom of, of, of the world. Now, 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 now uh, uh, the word judge here is not to, to you know, kill or whatever. He's trying to say that the wisdom of God rated what they call wisdom in this world. Is it not true? He said, the wisdom of God rated the wisdom that can come from man and can come from anywhere. And found out that in their wisdom, they have not known God by it. It pleased God that by, by, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Sometimes me foolishness. Strange thing. Strange word to use around wisdom. How can they look at somebody that is actually very, very wise and say that that one is the one that is foolish? I choose to be foolish before man so that I can be wise before God. <laughs> Strange. Next verse. For the Jews, this is where I'm going. Amen? This is where I originally wanted to start. Said, For the Jews require what? A sign. If you did not produce a sign for the Jews, if, you did, if your prayer didn't give you car, eh? if your prayer gives you car, the Jew can attempt to believe. Are you following me now? I forgot even exactly how the brother said it. I think somebody gave him dollars or he made some money in dollars. Either he gave the dad the dollars or he changed it and gave the dad. Imagine your dad telling you, why are you praying? There, there is no all this prayer, nothing. My own is for... And then some dollars enter like $200. You took $100, put it in an envelope. And say, um, daddy, good morning. I just um, to appreciate you for your labels. He opened it, $100. Huh? His sign has appeared. <laughs> His sign. Tomorrow, if you refuse to pray, he ask you, on another prayer today. <laughs> Do you know why? Don't be quick to think. Hey, don't be quick to think that your dad and mother has followed the way. He signed that appeared. And he looks as if there is money on this part. 
So they now believe you. If your dad, if your people, if your, if your wife, your husband, if your brothers are like that, they are Jews. They require what? A sign. Then there is another set. They are called Greeks. They will call you to panel. Huh? You will explain and explain and explain and explain and explain. You can't win. They are trying to, they are trying to configure the oppression behind you just giving two years. How long have you stayed in this? They say it's one year, it's two years. They are trying to. They are trying to reason out how your service was qualified about seven months ago and you have not gone and you say you are on missions. Trying to analyze the wisdom that is obvious foolishness. They are trying to analyze it. Hmm? These, these guys now, who are they? Yes, they are in search of what? Wisdom. They said, if you ask them, they are, they are not the normally violent. They don't attack their own that They will sit you down and ask. Just explain to us. Explain what to us. If you explain, I, I, will, I will agree. I will, I will follow you. Hmm? Then you say, Daddy, what I'm trying to say is that this family needs priests to say, Whoa. <laughs> What do you mean by this family? If, okay, this family needs priests too. Let's take you now and ordain you a reverend father. If that's let's okay, oh, they need priesthood. I will sponsor you to be ordained as a man of God. But you need to pursue your you need to are you following me now? Even you, you will be weak. You will not know where to drive now because you will ask yourself, where will I even start? You know why? That is such of wisdom. Let's see the next verse. But we preach Christ. What? Crucified. Unto the Jews, it is what? A stumbling block. They cannot understand how the Savior needs to be crucified. That is the challenge. Are you following me now? What is the challenge of the... The Jews don't have challenge with the Christ. Too. Hello? As a matter of fact, the prophecy captures the Christ. Everybody, everybody wants greatness. Everybody... Nobody is totally, they are not so angry about you being a man of God. It is the cross that is their problem. Hello? I say, as I am now, even my villagers, even people that doesn't like the gospel, even people, because they have seen that, ah, it seems as if I'm doing a little work according to human analogy. Eh? They are happy. They, they call me our brother. Our, some tell me our brother. Their challenge is not with the Christ. Their challenge is with the cross of the Christ. Are you seeing it now? The stumbling block here is that Christ is crucified. Including Peter. Peter and the apostles of Jesus. Even them could not comprehend why. Even the Christ himself need to what? Die. That is why Peter spoke and said, we will not allow you to die. The sons of thunder has already taken their position. One at the right, one at the left. And you came here and said you will die. You will not die anything. You think we followed you in vain. We that have positioned ourselves. What we are going to gain. Hmm? I'm following Jesus. But it's not only Jesus. We too, we are laboring for. The one I'm looking at apostles. It'll be like it will be, it will be somebody. It will, 
Are you getting it? Just they follow up us, they watch so that you can also drag. There are people that have positioned themselves. In fact, God. Yes, now. Do you know how many people call us, tell us, send us messages, say, say, we want to open the branch of Revival Hub here? Business enterprise. <laughs> That's not how it happens. Any son that have not trained in this my house trained you for long and found out that you are one of us. We are not in pursuit of opening new places. We are just, those new places is an opportunity to help and culture, to send satellite centers so that our mass that is centered here can be able, that satellite center can draw more network. Are you getting what I'm saying? If there is a mass here, the headquarters of, of a network provider can be somewhere far. But the mass can make sure that the network is stronger in this location. So when we set ourselves at Boya Cameroon, it's not that we are trying to go to Cameroon. We are trying to go to Cameroon. Is that we need to set a mass that can be drawing current and network. They sent me video. Victor has reached Cameroon. He sent me video. And I saw the travels. I said, yes, yes, network has reached there. <laughs> Even our sister, meet this one, shocked me. Our sister Mary, that is doing her youth service, sent a video of what they are doing in Calabar. Network has reached Calabar too. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is there network in Abuja? Uh-huh, now. I went to Lagos. Let network has reached Lagos. I went to, went to Lagos. There is network at Onsoka. I can confirm that. There is network there. So our attempt is not is to build mast. <laughs> so he said that I knew that it's human wisdom that is speaking. You see, they want to hide under what they think is a booming business enterprise. And of course, that's, you should know that that is general practice around the body of Christ. And that's why people that are never born again can pass to a big congregation. Do you know you can you can start behaving like pastor where they are students attend their conferences and receive an ordination from somebody? You were never born again. You set out as a businessman, and that's why when you meet such people and you are saying pastors should not do this, he will tell you in his mind he knows he's not a pastor. He was never one. He was never there for God, so he is there. He knows why he's there, so he's not moved by that thing you are saying. Are you following what I'm saying? So, when you come and see some of those, I say, the body of Christ is the body of Christ. See, anybody with a tag is not part of the body of Christ. And that is why the discernment in the body of Christ is organic. There are, there are fixed parameters. There are fi- those fixed parameters are judgmental tools. So, if a man cannot submit himself to pass through that, he is not worthy for you to be accepted by an hand of fellowship. Not because you are angry with the person, but for your own safety. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For your own safety, you can't do that. So you want to open branches of revival. Is that how we do it? Even if the person is born again, even if he's a pastor. As long as I've done this thing, I'm always afraid anytime I have opportunity to lead prayer. I know some of you that have learned, somebody like Buddhas and people that have known this way of prayer, where when you come to lead, you just jump and lead. You did well last week now. 
So you can do well this week. I always come with awe. God is my witness. I beg for grace every one minute I have opportunity to lead prayer. I know it's a heavenly coming. Sacred things of God. Altars of fire descended amongst men. And then we attribute it to things that hand and flesh can touch. Who are you? Every time you ask him, I ask him for grace. Help me. Help me lest I succumb to the flesh. Help me. Help me lest I succumb to my experience. What? How I know how to do? Help me. <laughs> Listen to me. The last 24 hours we had, I have to go on how many days fasting with prayer. Locked myself. Think I asked my that a day I locked myself in, inside the room and stayed for long, begging God for grace to be able to power through that 24 hours. That's how we learn prayer. We pray for the grace to pray. We pray so that we can receive the grace to pray. We pray so that we can pray. Anytime you start arriving, start arriving like that. You just arrive. You just arrive. Now, the thing is that I can understand somebody following us online and not knowing that we have been preparing for money. That the hearts of men are cooked on the coals. That bodies have been frying. That their hearts is connected to the throne of grace. And when we are praying the evening, it seems as if there is a suction pipe that is connected like dots into our inner man. And then the powers are not here. From the throne, we begin to pipe down. When you see such men, they move. They are powered by things eternal. So a normal Jew cannot understand how Jesus is the Christ. Because the greatest thing that the Jews are waiting for is the Messiah, who is the Christ. And one of the things that they believed is that when the Messiah comes, he's going to save them from their enemies. Is it not true? Only for the Messiah that will save them from their enemies to come, Anthony. And then he's the one that will die. He's the one that needs to die. What kind of Messiah needs to die to save is it, not a, a, is it not a mystery? This kind of wisdom defeats Satan. Satan today, Satan cannot understand that the way to greatness is service. He defeated him. He defeated him. Satan cannot, he can't, he can't. He's beyond his level. It is something beyond the level of the wisdom of darkness that if you want to become great in the kingdom, you will keep going down. The way up is what? Down. If God wants to lift you up, what does he do? Down, down. The more down, the more trodden, the more maligned, the more persecuted, the more... That, that's how God takes man. Satan doesn't understand it. And he knows that when a man doesn't operate at the plane of the cross, that that man, though born again, will not also understand how you need to go down to go up. So the scripture, as we are going to see, said that the communication of this kind of wisdom is amongst them that are matured. It is the utterance of sonship. It is the utterance that cultures the environment, builds the ambience that can raise men, that God can stand on their shoulders and come once again. It is the ambience. When your trance comes, 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 he raises a kind of man that can die to the ambition, that can submit to the dealings of the spirit, that can yield to the powers of the cross, that can come to the 
place where God can put his hands on their life. They can wield their gains, wield their wings, wield their comfort, wield their ambition, wield their pursuits. If so be that that is what it takes for Jehovah to come again. It's an utterance, it's a discussion among sons. When you descend down to babes and people that don't understand the things of the kingdom, and you keep telling them how you are going to give, how you are going to give your one year, how you are going, somebody that has not given his naivety, how can he give one year? It's the utterance of sons, and it is spoken in such a way that any man that is not in pursuit of sonship can never come into the corner. When you say they will say. What's this man? He looks too big to them. It is not because of what, how it was said. It was because of the conditionality, the ambience, the structure, the, the way it is calibrated. It is calibrated in such a way that it judges out anybody that decides to uh, uh, inter interact with it in the flesh. Anybody that refuses to grow cannot understand why God can be making that emphasis over his life. But when a man is in pursuit of spiritual stature, when you are in pursuit of spiritual growth, when you are in the journey of sonship, that's the kind of thing you need to hear. You will always like to sit down around a man that will discuss the things that is the wisdom from heaven. Show me. Let's read verse 24 together. Once we're ready, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So to them that are called, the distinction ends. So outside of the cross, there is a gulf and a distinction that cannot be bridged by any wisdom that any man can get. Even if we have UN. Even if you have UN, NATO, UN peace, UN, there is no peace. It's only the cross that can make a reconciliation. Are you following me now? So we notice that in the cross that there are men that we are brought into the fold of God's labels. So both Jews and Greek, Christ, what? The power of God. Christ, what? The wisdom of God. Next verse. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is what? Stronger than men. So you see the progression of the scripture. Next verse. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many, many wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. Are you getting where he's going now? You see why it's hard for God to call many wise. Because it is hard for somebody that has decided to be wise in the natural. To be wise in the things of the spirit. Hazard. He said not many noble. But we have to break these things. They said not many. That few. Some of you following me online, some of you here. He said, not many, but there are some. Is it not true? If you're a noble man, a rich man, a politician, somebody be, count yourself in that not few. Because the Bible did not say that, all of them. And we need to expand that number. Because we can't keep remaining small in life and society. We need witnesses. We might not get everybody, but the testimony of God cannot be lost. And if it will not be lost, we need men to stand as witnesses. Huh? so that it can be proved that even in those corridors that there are men that can stand for Jesus and not lower their guard. For you see, show me the next verse. But God had chosen what? The full God decided to choose strange stuff. God chose. If we analyze this thing, 
God choosing the foolish things of this world. They are the foolish things of what? Of where? Of where? Didn't mean that they are always foolish. In heaven, they might not be foolish. But according to the rating of this world, they are what? Foolish things. To confound the wise. And God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are what? Mighty. Next verse. And base things of the world and things which are despised had God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to not things that are. Let's read this one together. One, two, ready, go. Again. 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 Let's see the next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Whichever. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us, what? Wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Next verse. That according as, as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory where? In the Lord. There is no place for him. Now, you see how we arrived in chapter 2. Sometimes chapters give us trouble. This thing should have just been one flow of thought. Because this dividing two chapters made us not knowing that it's still one thing that is being spoken about. The real thought of this man started in chapter 1 from that verse 17 and continued to chapter 2 and even some parts in chapter 3. So watch. And I, brethren, when I came to you. Now, based on this, are you getting it? Based on this analytics that he has given us from verse 17 to verse 31, he said, me, seeing and knowing all these things, decided that when I was coming, you can't know what I know and act otherwise. Are you getting what I said? Don't be angry with me that I'm acting this way. It is because of what I know. To know what I know and to descend down so that you will feel good, we mean that I don't know anything. Are you seeing it? So when you see men, see massive, they are pushing harder, pushing for higher principles, pushing for higher light, pushing for higher stature. It is because of the things. So they decided to take a mode so that they can be able to deliver in accordance with the revelations of the spirit and the things that they have seen as the exemplary way that God wants to act in every life. He showed it from verse 17 to the last verse in chapter, in chapter 1. So he said, and I pray that when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you what? The testimony of God. Next verse. For I determined not to know anything among you, save what? Jesus Christ and him what? Crucified. Will you blame him? If God have judged the wisdom of this world, is he not tantamount to, to zero work for him to appear again? And begin to do ministry standing on the wisdom of men. God have judged the wisdom of men. And decided to choose the foolish things of this world to walk. And then when you wanted to walk. You now borrow again from the world. It means you don't know what you are doing. It means it's not just that you don't know what you are doing. You are the enemy of the cross. You have set yourself to produce the kind of people. That will never ever meet up to God's expectation. Take the cross and put it before them. Take the cross and put it before them. So that every single thing about their life and actions will be judged 
by that ultimate instrument. The cross is the greatest blessedness in this human, human universe. The cross. The cross. Once you take the cross and put it at the center, then God can stand on it. The throne of God on earth. <laughs> the throne of God on earth is not standing on any denomination. The throne of God on earth is situated, standing upon the cross. Anywhere you see the cross centered, Christ will come there and build his throne. He will make an abode there. He will set up an administrative headquarters. Hello? Ah. And that cross is the uniting implement. You can be sure that a man that the cross has walked in, walked through, walks by, that you are his brother. Even if you are in a different denomination, even if you use another language, even if you speak in a different way, even if you are called to different things, even if you are called to different vocation, even if you are not called to the pulpit, the cross will unite you. You can look at the brother and know that you are one in the spirit. Sometimes when you meet such people, it will seem as if that you have known each other for 15 years. No wonder people like Paul say, I know one many years ago, whether in the body. There are things you know about men. You just met them and your hearts clicked in the spirit. It's not in the natural. When you journeyed for three months, it seems as if you have known for long. It was, you, are, you are both products of the cross. As you are journeying, your journey intersected. Because spiritual men will encounter themselves as they journey. <laughs> spiritual men will what? Encounter themselves. Except you are not on the path. Once you are on the path, you will encounter yourself. Verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and in fear. How can a man be speaking this boldly? <laughs> Meanwhile, he is in fear. He said I was with you in weakness and in fear. What's the connection between weakness and fear and power? Weakness, fear, power, are they related? He said, I was with you in weakness. I've seen this. I've seen it. I've seen it. You don't know, some of you don't know sometimes how, how much people that stand for truth and produce things for you consistently in this. You don't know how much they pass through. I was telling somebody, I was telling them, I think in the morning. To actually be true and produce things consistently, truly, without manipulation. Huh? Uh, the price is much. Even when you are resting, you are not resting. I'm resting, I'm still, I'm, I'm still sending messages, doing administration, doing all kinds of things from morning till night, everywhere. I'm, and then you are expected to live in such a way that you can still be growing, maintaining your ambience. It drains you. It drains you. One day I slept and woke up still tired. I said, what is this? I'm telling you, that's what Paul is saying. In much weakness. Last 50 days, I was sick for almost 14 days and I was preaching every day. For almost 10 days, I did not put anything in my mouth. I was still come preach. There is one Sunday I came here. I came with as I, as I did not fall down that Sunday, I knew I won't fall down. You know why? Don't come and pity me. Hey, don't try that. We are built for this. The higher the pain, the stronger the man. 
I'm no more afraid of it. Listen to me. I used to be. Those days, I asked the question many years ago. But I found out it's the mystery of God's wisdom to build strong men. What are you carrying? Come out. Come out from being a babe. Come out from being afraid. Come out. There are things. Don't be afraid of war. Don't be afraid of pain. Don't be afraid of persecution. When the other side turns, you will see glory there. When the other side of persecution is what? Glory. The other side of responsibility is much more grace. Much When you see a man with a grace that you are wondering, people ask, where did you people stumble on this? It is because much labor has been allotted to that man. Are you crying for grace and you're running away from responsibility? If the works are much, you will need more power in the other side. But people run away from work and want power. Run away from persecution and want glory. The scripture said our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far exceeding weight of glory. That is what it can do. Are you getting the point? Why are you running from affliction when you want to carry the glory? It's not possible. That's how it comes. The glory that the cross has tampered, that have the ability to come inside of you and, your, and reconfigure your whole being, comes on you and you can carry it. That eternity can fry through your heart. Men can touch you and touch God. The essence of God can emanate from you. They can smell the fragrance of eternity as you appear. Just your literal presence can woo them to God. When they hear your name, when in their dreams they hear your name, in life they hear your name, something about you rules them to God. How do such men appear? Mere gifts cannot make them. Thank God for anointing, He can't make them. It is the glories of the cross that can fashion such men. The weight of God tabernacling in their heart. When they touch you in one month, in one year, you move from being a baby in God to being a giant. How did you appear here? How did you become who you are now? How? I have a body. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. And let the man that is in pursuit of higher things in God here. And it is deliberate. So that even Satan himself will be confused of the things we are trying to communicate. So that men that have given themselves to darkness will not understand our pursuit. So that Satan can look upon your life and think that he is winning. He didn't know that that point in 31 is when God got the greatest glory. We are about to start. Pray for two minutes and ask God, let my life be a mystery to Satan. Let the manifestation of the works of the cross make me a mystery to darkness. Satan will be looking for my secret and how to bring me down and he cannot find it. My constitution is heavenly. My gravitational force is, is of righteousness. Satan can't find you. He can't find you. The powers of darkness can't find you. Witchcraft can't find you. Occultic powers can't find you. Sinners can't find you. They can't entice you. You don't have any common ground with them. There is nothing they are doing that is touching you. Those things that normally move men, your stature, your level and grade in life, they don't move you. 
you have taken them to the cross and crucified them. When Satan thought you were losing, you were losing. Now all of the gates in the market and all that, that they think they are taking away from you. That's how God saved your life, self. It's the wisdom of God. I see two people in the spirit. You are crying, crying. God said I should tell you, your tears have appeared before him and he has occasioned a day of visitation. Your tears is not in vain, child of God. The Lord has occasioned a visit. Psalm 126. In Jesus' mighty name. This is the word of the Lord to you and to us. As we read it, we prophesy. You following me? And I want you to go back, meditate on it, study it, chew it, eat it. And enter into it. Can we read what Psalm 126 from verse 1? One, two, ready, go. The captivity of Zion. We were like them that dream dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the hidden, The Lord had done great things for them. Verse 3. The Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall darkness come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Can you, can you in the next one minute, use prayer and internalize this thing? Internalize it. Jesus. Mighty.